So I have a great sponsor called Gummy Cube. Uh, they suggest that targeting the right keywords helps increase installs. Well, to help find out about ranking for the right keywords to help your app success, go to www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And thank you to Gummy Cube for being such a long-standing sponsor of this show. This episode is sponsored by Apptentive. Uh, Apptentive has given us a way as app entrepreneurs to get customer feedback directly within the app. So to sign up for a free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase, apptentive, A-P-P-T-E-N-T-I-V-E.com forward slash app guy. And thank you so much, Apptentive, for supporting this show. I'm Garrett Weinserl, founder of Playwin, and I'm listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we go around the world. We interview just the most amazing people involved in the app world. Uh, we get to talk about uh, lots of different mobile apps and you know, disruptive apps and all sorts of different things. And so I'm really uh, uh, grateful for this journey. I'm so glad that you have been able to share this journey with me. And uh, here we are now on episode 366. So this is a great episode I've got in store for you today. We're going to learn a lot about marketing because we have the director of marketing for uh, Flip. You can go to getflip.com. That's uh, F-L-Y-P. Of course, we don't spell anything how it sounds nowadays. So uh, getflip.com. And uh, we've got David Shack. David, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here. Great. Well, uh, first of all, then tell us about uh, Flip. Um, Where did you get this crazy spelling of Flip and uh, (laughs) what does it do? Sure. So uh, what Flip is, it's, it's a, really a reimagined phone application. Um, the smartphone has, has gotten so much smarter over the last several years, but the, the phone bit of it, you know, talking and texting, has really stayed the same for, for too long in our eyes. So we wanted to take a new approach, and we have, um, we're founded by uh, some tele- telecommunications veterans who, who took a look at the way the phone app was built and thought there would, there would really be a better way. So what Flip lets you do is it lets you put multiple phone numbers on one device. And really, uh, the reason you'd use that is the same reason you might use different email addresses for different parts of your life. Um, and we launched back in March. Uh, and we're, we're really hoping to, to, to forge a new path and uh, innovate on, uh, on the smartphone in, in a way that really hasn't been done this way. So, David, uh, the problem you're solving then is the fact that we cannot put multiple phone numbers into our device currently, and you, your app enables us to do that because we may want uh, a phone number for personal or a phone number for business or a phone number for secret or whatever the case. Your, your app enables us to do that. Sure. So there, I would clarify by saying that there are ways to get a second number on your device today. Um, there's a, a number of VoIP-based solutions out there, so that's voiceover, internet protocol, um, like Burner and Viber and Google Voice, and th- those can give you a second number. They use your Wi-Fi or data connection to to place calls, whereas we have a technology that's that's proprietary that actually places calls over the carrier channel. So it's real 
phone numbers, real phone calls. It's reliable, actually even better quality than you might get on a VoIP solution or with your existing phone number. Um, and the, you're, you're spot on, Paul. You'd want this to separate and organize the different parts of your life, um, like having a second number for uh, your business or a side project that you're working on. Um, people are using this to, you know, for, for more privacy, not wanting their their personal phone number to get into the wrong hands. Um, there's a v- variety of, of applications uh, for Flip. Yeah, because actually, if you think about it now, uh, we actually we have to give uh, our numbers out to all sorts of different services. Uh, just the other day, PayPal wanted my telephone number. Uh, it, it's very common now to sign up to something and use your telephone number. And what what t- typically happens, certainly my experience, is before um, a few days go by, then you start getting these weird text messages because you've given out your number. And so I'm guessing it's it's useful to have like a throwaway number and then your own private number. That's that's almost exactly how I'm using the app personally. Um, everyone who works with me at Flip has their Flip business number. Um, so I'm able to use my existing cell phone number that's really been with me for, for many years and close friends and family have it. But now I can separate my business communication so that's everything from calls to text to voicemails. Um, on a separate work number on the same device, and then I have a you know a number that I use for you know the things I sign up for online, or if uh, an airline or hotel needs a, a contact number or a restaurant, and I don't want to be bothered, um, I can have it go to to a separate number, and it's quite easy to see who's calling for what reason, even if you don't recognize the digits um, on the incoming call. Uh, you can even turn off a flip number if you don't want to be disturbed at certain times. It's, it's, it's pretty simple um, to manage the multiple numbers. David, this is a genius idea, an absolute genius idea. And uh, I mean, you said that it was launched back in March. Uh, uh, one of the big challenges that many of the people listening to this face is getting the attention of their app, their idea. Uh, you have an app that has uh, just uh, the most amazing kind of problem-solving idea. How did launch go? Were you around when it was launching? Can you give us any tips on sure. what, you, what you learned uh, when you went to market and launched this thing? Yeah, it's, it's a huge challenge. And I, I've been in the app world for, for a few years now. Um, and there's just a blizzard of apps out there. It's a competitive space. And to get noticed and really to, to drive quality uh, users is, is a challenge for everyone. And I, I won't claim to have cracked the code and we're still figuring out where flip is headed but some of the things that work we did a lot of different testing small scale testing early on um, some small paid advertising facebook um, i think most uh, app marketers will find gets uh, a really competitive uh, cost per install uh, relative to some of the other platforms Um, so we've been using that fairly frequently to test messaging to different possible use cases you know flip is is unique and it's a huge opportunity and a huge challenge for us um, the fact that we can be used in so many different ways um, real estate salespeople teachers active daters there's really a, a, a breadth of um, use cases and we've actually found in in a lot of our testing that a, a more general message converts to more users uh at a lower cost than something as focused as saying, hey, use Flip as a second number for um, for your 
business or for for sales, keep it keep a separate number on your device for for your work. We like to let people define their own use uh, and just really tell them what we offer a second number on on your cell phone. Um, so we were, we were surprised, but uh, letting people kind of define their own use without you know being too specific about the ways people can use it, uh, I think has, has worked well for us. Yeah, David, let's change gears slightly. And again, the apps are tribe listening to this. Uh, a lot of pe- people are maybe coming out of college, trying to get into the app world. You've been into the app world for a few years. Your, your role is director of marketing. Uh, I would love to know what that actually entails in a, a startup like Flip. What, what do you involved, get involved doing? And uh, get, give us a sense of what your day is like. Sure. So the the role has really changed quite a bit. Um, there there are four founders um, here at Flip. Uh, they're all from the telecommunications world. I've worked together for many years, um, but this is really their first crack at a consumer technology startup. And I was brought on fairly early uh, as the the second employee to help spearhead some of the branding and marketing initiatives. Um, help name the company, help kind of craft our identity and our go-to-market strategy. And this was probably 14 months or so ago. Um, so since then, it's it's evolved and the team has grown and we now have a, a small marketing team. So I'm really today overseeing uh, a lot of the, you know, the, the pr- different prongs of mar- the marketing and how they all work together, ensuring that the message is tight uh, we're managing a fairly intricate um, paid acquisition campaigns, uh, social media, PR, uh, channel partnership outreach. So there's a lot of different pieces going on, and it's really my job to ensure that they're all working together pretty seamlessly and that, that the message and uh, story that we're telling is is aligned. So, David, this is really inspiring. I mean, again... There's a lot of people who possibly will be in a corporate job, like working for a really large company. And you've, you've actually been in a startup that were, was pretty much four founders and you as the second employee. And now, now there's a big team. How, how cool is it? How great is it to work in that kind of environment, uh, in a way, working with the founders and growing a, a team? Yeah, you know, it, it's exciting. I'm, I'm I didn't know when I started my career that startups and this lifestyle and kind of the, the risk reward that comes with it was was for me. But uh, you know, I started my career in advertising and always had the the uh, a bent for marketing. Um, started my own company a few years ago uh, that I worked on. It was an, a, a mobile app company for sports fans. Um, so I knew that I liked the mobile um, startup world. And to, to be involved with a really experienced group of founders with really deep knowledge and contacts in, in the telecommunications space uh, and a real vision I could get behind, um, I was inspired enough to join them and, and take on more risk really early on. And, and I think it's, it's starting to pay off. Um, I, I, see a, I see a really high ceiling for what we're doing. Um, and yeah, so, tell, t- David, yeah. tell us that you started your own company. What did that mean when you? So you had to what uh, fold that to to join, or did you like? Yeah, tell yeah, us about sh- that part of your life. Sure. So um, I had worked for a, a major advertising agency here in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, for about two and a half years, and in the my last six to eight months of 
working there, I had uh, been developing a, a startup idea, which was a take on on a new take on fantasy sports, where we actually built a technology that could reward sports fans for correct predictions during live games. Um, and we worked on building that out for a couple of years, and uh, eventually got to a point where we we were sort of uh, serendipitously connected to uh, a company here on the West Coast in the States that developed interactive gaming solutions for bars and restaurants. And they took an interest in our technology and we had been working hard but hadn't quite found the traction we were looking for. So we, uh, it ended up being a natural acquisition fit. So in summer of 2014, as I was closing the sale of my startup, I was introduced to uh, our, you know, Flip's current CEO and co-founder, uh, Peter, and the, the timing worked out well. I was looking for a new startup, but didn't have my own spark of an idea to start something new right off the bat, and uh, I jumped on the train. I mean, what's uh, interesting as well in that story is that uh, sometimes you, you can be quite early to market. We've actually just got off the back of chatting with a guy who created a fantasy football uh, app, and uh, put it onto Kickstarter and raised um, $53,000. And um, uh, what, what I guess what I'm learning is that uh, it, it must be quite cool to have an idea, but then what, the, um, just trying to keep that going uh, uh is it really challenging to try and keep your own company going yeah we we I, I think in retrospect we you know we missed the boat on the the pay for play and the FanDuel and DraftKings of the world are are you know own the lion's share of the market and we took a, a different approach so there's you know two companies that own 98% of the the market that we were going after so it's it's tough to make a dent, um, and if you know I could go back three years, there were you know, strategically different decisions that we would make. But to to up and leave a you know a stable job and, and start something uh, because you're passionate about it, and I was lucky enough to to do that with a close friend. Um, we both took the leap together. It was you know uh, a risk, but you know I, I learned as much in that two years as I you know much more in those two years. Of working on my last startup, as I, I would have, you know, staying and staying the course uh, in advertising, and it it threw me headfirst into the startup world, and I never would have known that this is really where I belonged if I hadn't um, taken that that leap. David, let's talk about that leap because I only had a chat with someone yesterday who has taken the same leap listening to this podcast. So we love these stories yeah. where. Uh, you, because it, I've gone through the same. I've given up a huge salary and uh, had to uh, overcome the fear uh, to go into the unknown. Any Anything you've learned from that, that, I'm guessing, do you remember the day where you had to sort of quit and uh, you know tell everyone that you're leaving to build a fantasy football app? Uh, how did you overcome the fear? Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it. Um... It, I wouldn't say it was quite as big a risk as maybe yours was because my, my salary wasn't quite so high. But uh, at the same time, it, it was a great company. I worked with great people and who I really enjoyed working with. Um, the, I feel like I did a good job of diminishing the risk by moonlighting on my startup idea for as long as I possibly could until I, I got to the point where I had to look at what I was doing and say, um, you know, 
I either need to let this go and focus on my day job or I need to quit my day job and do this full time or it's not going to have a chance of success. And I feel like I, I made the right decision by, by going for it. Um, I can't apply that to everyone who finds themselves in, in that position, but we felt like we, we were on the heels of a really good opportunity and we, you know, we bootstrapped the, the company for a while and felt like we could, we could make it work and raise some money uh and you know eventually sold the company so we were we were happy with uh with that chapter um, yeah there's not many I, people that could say that and what's it like being in boston i love boston i remember spending a lot of time there with my former company and uh doing uh, like some really fun things in but it, i can is it great for entrepreneurial startups working in boston yeah i i couldn't pick a better place to have, to have started a company and i'm i'm glad that flip is is here too i think it's um, you know, everyone talks about the San Francisco's and the New York's or Silicon Valley's as, as the hotbeds, but f- I, I learned through my last startup experience and I, it still rings true with, with flip that the, the startup ecosystem in Boston is, is small and very close and everyone's willing to help one another and make great introductions. And, um, because it's a, a smaller city, uh, I feel like that gives it an advantage in, in terms of the people you can meet and uh, the, the quality of advice you can get. There's really talented entrepreneurs here in Boston from, from my experience. Um, so Because uh, I, 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 I actually remember, David, working near that clock tower in the financial district. Sure. And uh, it was like great. There was the harbor nearby, uh, beautiful pubs down there to have a drink. And, of course, uh, like a really a clean city and uh, friendly. I thought the f- people were extremely friendly. So uh, would you recommend it for anyone thinking of, uh, we have a lot of location independent uh, app entrepreneurs in Boston. Would you recommend that as a location? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, maybe the, the, the drivers aren't as nice as maybe the people you walk by. <laughs> yeah. but, the taxi um, drivers, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that and, this is kind of war against Uber as well. <laughs> And uh, I'm slightly biased because I'm Boston born and raised, but um, there's a reason I'm still here. And it's, uh, it's just a great city, a great place to work, great place to live. Yeah. Although the cheer, I was really disappointed with the cheers bar, you know, it looked nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the good fortune of having a highly relevant sponsor for you to go and try out. It's Gummy Cube. And they will ask you this one question. What gives you a better return on investment than a user acquisition advertising campaign? And the answer is app store optimization. You need to be spending your money on making sure that you are doing everything right when it comes to app store optimization. And this is about really getting um, in front of your target audience, identifying who they are, define your app's core features and unique value proposition and review competitor app store ratings and reviews, research competitor branding, positioning, keywords, and category, uh, optimizing your icon for uh, focus groups. I mean, uh, these are all things that uh, Gummy Key will help you out with. And uh, I think they'll take away the headache when it comes to trying to think about app store optimization. So to go and check them out, go to www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And I want to thank GummyCube for just continuing to support the show. So let me thank my really cool sponsor, Abtentive. Uh, They have a dashboard that when you log into, you get to see how your users of your app 
are uh, effectively using and, and it gives you the best way to communicate with them. Now, the terrific thing is you get to try it for free right now, today. If you pause this podcast, go and check them out. It's apptentive.com forward slash appguy, all lowercase, apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And you can request a demo. You get a free mobile app consultation. You don't even need a credit card to try this stuff out. And you get to understand the way to communicate with your users, uh, get to uh, use intelligent ratings prompts. Uh, There's a lot of stuff there to really help boost your app profile and get more downloads as well, uh, which is always uh, something that we need. So apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase. I really do go and check them out. They've been great supporter of the show. Uh, thank you very much to Aptentive uh, for continuing to support the show. Uh, okay, so uh, this is great. There's two more things that we need to do before saying goodbye to you, David. One is that we um, are a bunch of app entrepreneurs ourselves, and you as a director of marketing must come across a load of different ideas. Uh, I wondered if you... Uh, there's two things we can do. One is, uh, if, if do you have a good app idea that you can share with us? If you do, great. If not, then we've got another route that we can take. I do. Um, I just came up with it yesterday. I was slightly disappointed that uh, it just launched this past year or something, something very similar. Um, it's essentially a, an on-demand concierge service for uh, when you need shoes and bags repaired. That I don't feel like there's any reason today that a person should need to go in and see a cobbler. Um, to get a shoe repair. It's not the same as a tailor. So um, I really like the idea of being able to uh, request to have a, a box sent through through a mobile app to, to put your shoes in. You submit a small order form, you send the box away, and in a few days they're, they're returned. Um, good as new. Um, I feel like there's, there's something there. I don't know as much like as I a, should. Like an Uber, an Uber for shoe repair. Yeah, yeah, um, on-demand shoe repair. Yeah, that is a genius idea. I mean, that's taking something that actually, because uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of walking to be done in Boston, and uh, I remember seeing lots of old cobblers <laughs> around, uh, and it does seem like uh, there, there should be a concierge for that. So, anyone out there who wants to build that, then we'd love to um, be your first uh, two subscribers here, David and I. Yeah. yeah. David, the other thing is this is a show about apps. We, we just love talking about apps. You're based in Boston. You know, you've got a lot of cool apps. What's on your phone? What one or two apps could you recommend to us that uh, you use to get to get around Boston or in your business? Yeah, great question. Um, I, I'm a big Venmo user. Um, Venmo is a, the easiest way that I've found to to pay or receive payments from friends. Um, and it has some, some cool social elements to it. I don't know if you've, you've ever used it. I'm sure you've heard of it. You know, um, never been mentioned on this show. So congratulations on 366 okay. episodes. Wow. It's the first time Venmo has been mentioned. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big Shazam user. I like finding and discovering new music, and I find that I, I hear a lot of stuff, and I, I'm pulling that all, all the time. That's a, is that a UK company? Uh, you know, well, I've been using it for years. I'm, I'm not sure if they're UK based, but certainly it works over here. Uh, what's sure. the integration like with? Um, have you subscribed to Apple Music yet? I no, I haven't. Um, I'm a, th- actually I'm looking at this, the home screen of my phone right now, and sitting right next to Shazam is probably my my most used app, and that's Spotify. Um, so I, I haven't converted to to Apple Music. I'm yeah, a, a Spotify loyalist. 
oh, I was Spotify for three years. Hey, be careful, we're recording as well. <laughs> I know when you start opening up, we could get cut off because you start playing, um, oh, I don't know, what are you into? Um, the, the police or... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Shazam. Two two great recommendations there. Highly recommend them. Uh, so, D- David, this has been an awesome chat. Wonderful. Uh, you've reminded me of the great times I've had in Boston. Um, now, all the show notes will be on episode 366. So for anybody listening, they can get to um, your app, your website, to you as well, uh, by going to theappguy.co and going to episode 366 with uh, David Shack. But in the meantime, how best can people reach out to you, David? What's the best way of getting in touch with you? Sure. I, I would love to hear from, from any listeners who have questions about um, entrepreneurship or, or Flip. Uh, you can reach me at David, D-A-V-I-D, at getflipgetflyp.com. Great. David, Thanks very much for joining us on the App Guy podcast. All the best with that startup. The founders sound awesome, so I'm sure it's a great team. And uh, you know, when when you are two thousand people strong, maybe you'll come back and tell us about the days when <laughs> it yeah. was only a, it was only a handful of you. So uh, would love to. And, and when you're on episode five thousand, give us a call. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll get back on and can give you an update. I'll be dead by then. (laughs) (laughs) Great, David. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. That's fantastic. Great. Take care. So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend uh, using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com and thanks to GummyCube for being such a great supporter of this show. This episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. Apptentive are offering a free 55-page ebook on how to get the best ratings and reviews. Uh, to find out more, just go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you very much to Apptentive for supporting the show. So just in case you missed the awesome episode uh, 363, uh, I ended up uh, having a chat with the woman behind uh, the campaign for Yo. It was the Yo app, uh, the version one that came out uh, last year, which was a media sensation. Uh, she's won tons of awards uh, this year for that campaign, and it's considered as uh, one of the, you know, like classic uh, campaigns. Uh, they, um, she got like, a, uh, what was it, 100 million downloads, I think. Uh, so it's uh, definitely worth uh, listening to uh, to see how she did it because if you take uh, even a fraction of that and replicate it then it's going to really help you out that's episode 363 uh, with uh, Eilat Noff I uh, definitely recommend going back and listen to that and I also look forward to getting another episode to you soon bye for now <laughs>